If you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do? That's the great question. <laughs> what is the long-term effect of too much information? What's up, guys? We're back. One Jar Cynics, Dio, Gene, and Mac Attack is back. Mac Attack is back. Thanks for coming back, Mac. I last couldn't, couldn't help myself. It was too much fun. I'm a narcissist. I heard myself on the podcast last time. You're addicted. You're hooked. I'm and addicted. Hooked. I was like, God, I sound good. I, well, I got the extra mic with you in mind, man. I, I may just be a regular staple on this show. Now. I hope so. I hope so. Well, uh, the episode with um, uh, Hallucinogenics got like 10 downloads. So Did it really? Yeah. Was it the top one? Yeah. The other one before about the crazy China stories only got like four Three views. Oh, oh, download. I thought you said down votes. I was about to cuss everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> no, download. <laughs> you don't know what I experienced. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I can imagine the comments like, no, he's lying. Yeah, that's, that's not true. I've all. seen, I've seen things. I've seen things when I'm high. Okay, I've seen freaking snakes downloads try are good. to eat me. Downloads are good. It's good. good. Thank but you. Thank you. I mean, right now, the only thing we have is via Red Circle, where it just like, did somebody say red? red? Red circle. Yeah, that's Wave? the that's the oh, podcasting no, the pod. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but so we're not even even so active in spreading stuff on social media or like YouTube or other alt tech sites get, get at to all it, yet. Man. No, we're gonna do YouTube soon. I had to just um, get on that Twitter and promote us, guys. I'm I'm much too big of a personality for. Uh, I mean, he's probably honestly Mac is probably gonna be big enough to get his own podcast. And following, it'd probably just take over. And He's gonna take over, <laughs> and then we're, we're gonna have an internal. Welcome to the, welcome to the Mac Cynics. <laughs> the Mac Cynics. The Mac Jar Cynics. I feel like eventually, yeah, I'll get pushed to being Jamie. <laughs> we have to yell at you and tell us to get us dinner. Found out. Yeah. <laughs> God Where's, damn my it, Jamie? Where's my sandwich, Dio? Where's my sandwich? What the fuck's my DMT? Hey, I'm, 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 I'm gonna make a DMT run. It'll probably be legal soon because of California. Go down to Oregon and get my. No, it's Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Oregon. yeah, it's yeah. Portland. Yeah, Portland. Everything. No, Oregon decriminalized all Everything. drugs. Go Ed. down. You mean go west, right? Because we're Ed. like on the east coast, you know, Ed. right? Everything. Well, yeah, but it's still generally down. Yeah, it's generally northeast. down. Yeah, yeah, because we're northeast, right? Everything, which is interesting. It'll be a nice little examination. People are going to be looking at it and see what it's already. Oregon is already. Okay, let's not seems, get in, let's not get into Oregon. Me, seems messed up, but we'll see how this plays a role in that. If well, it makes things better or worse. Well, I, I mean, know, we'll I comment on it on the what's it called the grapevine where we do kind of more comedy news sort of stuff. We can comment on that, right? Drug addicts are real funny. It just, yeah, yeah. it just ties it. We it ties talked, in. We talked, talked about psychedelics last episode. I oh, know so. it's it's interesting, and yeah. we, I know they're basing it on some European models that, like, when they decriminalized it. Um, oh, then, po Portugal! I know. I know. Yeah, Portugal. That's it. And they dropped within like a year or two, like to almost nothing. The rates. I mean, I'm not even against it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Except. I don't know if they had the same issues we had with things like, like meth. Crack. <laughs> like crack. Yeah. Crack, meth, like if ice. Yeah. Exactly. They, didn't they, have, they, like, did, they were more traditional. Exactly. Yeah, drugs. So I'm okay. I was always okay with legalizing all um, like natural drugs. I, I think they had okay it pretty with bad with heroin. And though. I think people would just be drawn to those. It's enough. I'm curious how fat. Who needs to do meth? Yeah, nobody <laughs> should do meth. Who needs to do fentanyl? Um, sometimes I need. <laughs> well, who, who would want to? It's like, oh, if I can try all these natural ones for similar effects, true, and the price would probably just collapse. True. Why would you be spending money ruining your body? Pretty right. much destroying your body. Teeth so, are the first to go. Yep, that's right. Then you can't eat these delicious Philly cheesesteaks that we have in Psych. We're not in Philly. <laughs> thought we were. Where are we? Where are we at? Okay, we don't say that, right? We're Somewhere, in Australia. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, so let's. <laughs> what's the DMT? Should we talk about DMT again? Just kidding. I mean, I've never done DMT. So. Yeah. All right, today's actually going to be about prepping. So, uh, Mac, I want to know. Um, I prepped for college. Uh, <laughs> I took the extra classes. You're you're in the military, so I'm curious. I mean, this this is something that's kind of important to the philosophy of kinesism, right? Self-sufficiency, right? What kind of self-sufficiency skills did you learn in the in the army? Like, what kind of um, 
survival skills did you go through like any type of school like seer you know survival expand uh what was the freaking acronym survival Survival escape resist and evade yeah mm -hmm. any type of like seer schools when you were in the army no i didn't need to for my job um yeah it's really funny we learned some you don't learn nearly as many survival skills in just like regular army as you think that you would really you got to go to some of the specialized schools for that I mean, really, because you're not. <clears throat> you're always with your your, your team, well, you, right? You, the whole idea of like the regular infantry guy, the regular artillery guy, is that you're gonna be. Um, you, you have a pretty good connection with your supply route, so you stay in supply. Um, so you're not really self sufficient. You, you, yeah, you're not. You're not really out hunting shit in the woods and stuff. Uh, you get up to like the Green Berets and the and the Rangers. Uh, uh, what are the other branch equivalents? Doesn't Delta matter. doesn't matter. Yeah, Army's got Delta, too. But all those things, you know, they go out and they live. But even then, like, Green Berets are not like I, – I I guess Navy SEALs would probably be the most self, self-reliant self out in the, the woods because even the, the Green Berets, they go out with, like, um, local people, and they're a for, force multiplier. So when we decide that we like somebody, we, we go and train their enemies how to, <laughs> how to go beat those guys, you know, so – They'll stay with, like, villages and stuff like that. But I'm sure they learn some basic survival um, things. In the Army, I guess the best thing we learned was just kind of a toughness. That, more or less. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's important, good, though. It is, it's, it yeah. is important. I mean, kind like of conditioning? A, to hone yeah, your survival instinct. It's, you, there's a lot of, yeah, skills and things. You just it, exactly. Nev- like, core to <coughs> prepping and doing yeah, yeah, sort of yeah. stuff that you'll never get. Just No, no, no. But they wouldn't teach you, like... St- I don't know how to start a fire with like two sticks, anything like that. No, no, no. Oh, so, oh, I mean, you, interesting. you learn. I mean, you go to basic training. You learn how to, you know, kill the bad guy and stay alive. That's basically it. So, I mean, you learn how to shoot a variety of weapons. You learn how to fight. You know, you oh, hand to hand combat. Think there's a too? reason why they don't incorporate that kind of stuff. I think it would be actually very useful. Uh, it's all about. Um, this is like a waste. I'm like, yeah, you don't really need. Basically, it. yeah. I mean, because you. So if this was like because uh, the army is the occupying force, you don't and the need mar- that to kill you. And the marines enemy. are the the invading force, well, right? Well, so the occupy even the marines. I I don't I don't know. I, I haven't been through. I've got buddies who have. I never asked them, but I don't assume that they learn a lot of survival skills because the military trains for the technology they have available. So I mean, this is what you're training for war. Mm-hmm. So war as we know it today. If war were to like if. Uh, EMP were to drop and all of a sudden our army was, you know, kicked back to like revolutionary times, then yeah, we'd probably learn some more survival type skills. But as it is now, you have fucking helicopters that can drop a crate of MREs on wherever the hell you are. Or or crayons for the Marines, right? That's right. Dildos for the Navy. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so what's your um but you said that you know a, a a prepper right you know somebody who does this kind of was it, it i mean let's define prepping though because for di- i feel like prepping means different things for different people mm-hmm. some people like prep for doomsday they they have a stockpile of weapons yep. ammo etc underground bunker some S- prep for the boogaloo. yeah some people also yeah electric <laughs> boogaloo <laughs> no but i mean prep, prep it's, all, it's just, all essentially the same yeah it but is, it essentially yeah i'd say it's survivalist um, packing readiness, right? Yeah, I think even people who live in like Texas and all those places down down south, they need um to learn prep because of the hurricanes that they have, right? And the storms around the East Coast, so a lot of hurricanes. So that's a that's little just different. like the basics, yeah. of Like stockpiling. So if, if you're but talking, I'm just I'm just saying it's useful. So. so so here's what I'll say to that. So the people who are, uh, if you call them prepping for like a natural natural disaster honestly i think everybody should mm-hmm. i think that you should not feel that you are safe i mean uh, i heard like places that haven't been hit in a long time like the pacific northwest they are due to be hit like at any time by the big one you know what i mean like oh the big one i heard <clears throat> about that so i mean there's there's all sorts of things you should if you if you have any forethought at all you should be prepared for Something bad that happens. And if you have a family, I mean, you definitely should. You should have bug out bags. You should have some food put away. You should have some emergency stuff, candles at the very fucking least. You know, the electricity goes out for a long period of time. But if we're talking like 
doomsday preppers. Oh yeah, they're that's on. An, a, that's another level. Yeah, that's, that's another level. That's, that's the highest echelon. In my, in my head, so that's like an entire pretty much ecosystem where you're really self-contained. That's why I bring it up because there's kind of a spectrum. There's the people who okay, uh, self-evidently you need to have some sort of preparation in case there's like a natural um, disaster in your area. Yeah, and that's usually, that's like the tame I got prepper. Flashlights and canned goods. That's the tame prepper, and then you have the Chad prepper, Chad Doomsday prepper, right? <laughs> Who's got, that? The got some guns too. <laughs> <laughs> he's no, he's got way more than that. He's got a freaking uh, laser gun from the from the future or something. Um, what kind of prepper is your friend though? That's what we're trying to understand. So is it's it's my brother, and he's uh he is a. Is he a vet too? No, he's not. He was supposed to join with me, but he didn't. No salty feelings about <laughs> no that. No salty like, feelings. Were you going to join at the same time? Yeah, he's going to be buddy program. Is he older or younger? He's older by a year. He's so. just like, all right. He's, I changed he's like, my yeah, mind. He's like, yeah, bro, I got you. I was like, sweet. And I like signed my name. He's like, all right, your turn. He's like, ah, bro, I got to head <laughs> What? <laughs> all right, bro. On site? That's amazing. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite that dramatic, like, but it was, it was pretty. <laughs> you know what? It was, it was pretty intense. You know what funny, though? If he, if he signed up. some in the car. <laughs> he signed up for the Marines, specifically the, uh, what, is, what do they call it? The reconnaissance man? And then the toughest, uh, what's it called? Um, specialties? Oh yeah, never mind, man. I I changed my mind. No, <laughs> I'm not feeling. Too, I'm not yeah, feeling he would, too he would like because we, we work together. Oh, he time. broke his leg. He's like, ah, I can't go, brother. I'm sorry, we, my we, leg. We work together, and, and like, so we go train after after work all the time. Go run and stuff. We're getting fit. And one day he just didn't feel like doing it. I was like, come on, bro. We got to get fit for the, you know, that's the indication, huh? And he's like, nah, you go ahead. I'm just gonna sleep. There. I was like, no, we gotta do it. And fucking <laughs> then, then our mom like yelled at me like, oh what? You both go like she was basically like. She basically didn't want either of us to go, so she was uh -huh. like trying to get me not to. I was like, "No, show you." <laughs> so, so I just did it myself. So yeah, but anyway, he <laughs> signs were there that he's kind of. I think he. I think feet. he regrets it. He should. He should have got in. But um, he's all right, and and so he, his level of prepping is his wife. Um, she jars a lot of food. They have a pretty good stockpile of mm. preserved food. And that um, just that skill alone. Yeah, exactly. She she knows how to can. Um, he owns a not a huge stockpile, but he's got you know what what any basic prepper should have. So he has like a hunting rifle, he has an assault rifle, and he has a handgun. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, really, that's that's what you do. I mean, you got one for hunting food. You've got one for concealed you know, carry. Yep, and then one for if shit hits the fan. So. It's it's what you should have if if you have any, and I think he has a shotgun too, but yeah, if if you have any inclination to be a prepper, to prepare for some unseen you know fall of humanity, those are the guns you should have. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I think they're starting to take it a little more serious, just the way um, things have been in the United States. So there's areas kind of a bit more removed from. Uh, society where I think they're looking at getting some land and possibly, um, what's the word, uh, homesteading a bit. Can I, is it like going off the grid? Yeah, maybe not full homestead at first, but I think they're looking at setting it up to where they'll be able to. So they're looking in places like uh, Montana, Idaho, Colorado, looking at land. Land's pretty cheap over there because it's remote. Yeah, in your uh, opinion, which state would be better the best for prepping i mean for like really self-sufficiency off-grid type of living well actually i'm gonna tell you the truth here in america um and we were talking about this beforehand there's so much unused land there's so much wilderness here and it's good like pretty much all of it is good mm -hmm. so i mean i mean as long as you're not like down in the fucking desert of the southwest you know you're you're gonna be able to grow crops, or in the, of, or in the swamps. Do go off the grid down there, though. Yeah, they go off the grid because they're drug addicts usually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you look at the roving fucking screw it, mask Bedouins off. of fucking Slab City. The the bed, yes, yeah, <laughs> the Bedouins of fucking Joshua Tree. Like. <laughs> I've seen some that look. No, okay. they they do, but I mean, you look at it. And I think, but there, this was way maybe back, like it's, 10 years ago. There was like a, a slight movement and it was down in like the yeah. Southwest, but it never really popped off. The reason it never popped off is because they all shriveled up and fucking died. Like, I mean, look at, look at Las Vegas, right? 
That's a city built literally in just the desert. Mm. I mean, they have to like truck water out from the coast. Mm. Like it's mm-hmm. not if you're talking self-sustainment, that's yeah. not the way to do it. That's what I'm saying. Wrong, so wrong like environment. Where's yeah, the yeah. best you're in at, a, at a disadvantage? To I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I'm not even shitting on the Southwest. I actually like I think the Southwest is a pretty cool place. Let me check if we have any um, viewers from there. That'd be interesting. Most of them from Texas from from understand. I can see that. I mean, that, I, I wouldn't shit on. I'm not shitting on the Southwest for that, but if you're talking about going off the grid, like just taking out all modern amenities type sort of thing, like you're not going to want to live there. Mm-hmm. Hands down. I mean, it's, I th- it's, it's brutal for a number of reasons. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, um, I think you run into risks kind of anywhere, but you'd probably wouldn't be bad in some place like, the middle of the country. Because if you go real north, you're going to get a lot of good places to... There's a lot of expanse there. There's a lot of open areas. There's a lot of good farming land. But it gets really cold. Yeah, I was just about year. to say that, yeah. Um, yeah and so also, I mean, the predators, too, are probably... Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about those. Just Even, yet. like, inland west coast? Um, yeah, you could do you could do something like eastern Washington. Eastern Washington would be better than eastern Oregon because... Eastern Oregon is extremely mountainous. Like it is, it is. I mean, there's some nice valleys in there, but it is, it is some rough terrain. Which I mean, I guess if you're trying to isolate yourself, that's not a terrible thing. Um, but I know the Washington, what's it called, the Pelos region or something. Really nice fields. I mean, that's where a lot of crops, um, fruit crops, are grown over there. So that wouldn't be a terrible place, and for the same reason. I think Idaho, northern mm-hmm. Idaho, more than southern Idaho. Um, really beautiful area. Just mountainous enough, but a lot of clear, fresh lakes and water sources there. Um, but, again, it gets cold. Mm, that's the it, one it snows, drawback. So, yeah. That's why I would say something like maybe <clears throat> Colorado, um, eastern Colorado has a bit more. Once you get away from the Rockies a bit, some pretty good – pastoral land out there uh places like oklahoma um kansas even texas i mean places honestly that a lot of people don't necessarily want to live in right now because of the metropolitan sort of thing those are the places that people are going to fight for if everything hits the fan and society collapses because i mean you're not going to want to be in the cities if if a catastrophic event happens yeah, I think they. I mean, because cities I think, are. I think people realize it now more than ever. Oh, and that's why they're starting to. There's starting to be exoduses from them, big time. I mean, San Francisco is the biggest. San Francisco is big. Actually, horrible how like the the exodus is huge. Well, and there's they are um what do they call them um food food deserts is that is that I know there's a word something like that it's something desert. But it refers to, like, how far you would have to travel to be able to get, like, freshly grown food, right? Mm. So, like, a suburb would be a moderate food desert because people can have gardens that they can eat from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, like, farms and stuff, the food's right there. But, like, in the city, concrete everywhere. I mean, we never realized the dream of, like, you know, fucking gardens that are on skyscrapers, you know? (laughs) It's it's always been... uh, there's, I mean, they have community gardens in some places, but not enough to sustain. Oh yeah, the, the millions that live in cities. Yeah. By the way, um, I just checked it. I know it's kind of off topic, but the highest number of viewers from each country, and this is by the way, down download by city, top one hundred. Uh, first is Lima. I don't know if a lot of Peruvians watching. Lima, <laughs> Lima, Peru. What's up? Shout out to Lima. Lima, <laughs> Brisbane is number. Brisbane is next. Could I? Brisbane Mike? or Brisbane? How do you say it? Bris- Brisbane. 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 Five. Five people are from there. Um, and then Dallas. Howdy. And then Fairfield. Where's Fair, Fairfield? Alaska? Is that Alaska? No, oh, that's Fairbanks. 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 Fairfield. You've been to Fairbanks? No, I haven't. But I'm curious how the, um how curious how how it would be in, like let's say, Australia trying to prep over there because it's pretty... I mean, Australia's huge, so it depends where. Obviously, no one's going to do that. Australia doesn't have the same... I mean, the interior of the country is extremely hostile. 
Oh yeah, that's of a, Australia. I mean, it is. Re- that's why. Yeah, it's like those guys Southwest are tough. Southwest on <laughs> steroids. Hey, oh but, yeah, exactly. And and that's why. That's you know, why they're the, tough, though. That's some of those um, Aussies, you know, in the wild. Well, I mean, the, the emo, yeah, emo. It's, just, it's just not ideal. Yeah. The Aboriginals, I mean, they, Aboriginal people there, they had quite a long time to figure that place out. And even then it was, it, it wasn't a great living. You know what I mean? Like they, they thrived there before, uh, before Europeans came. But I mean, it was, that place is rough. <laughs> that place it's is really so, rough. Too many disadvantages. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to be in interior. I wouldn't want to be in the outback if you, civilization I mean, crashed. So many places where you can do it, but it's like you really got to go the extra mile to make it work. I mean, you're talking about like if everything just crashed, right? And we're back in not the Stone Age, but at least because like, oh, you need convenience at the same time. Oh, exactly. Well, and I mean, look at like um, you'd have to revive like uh, old technologies, you know, like like. Amish technologies basically like irrigation becomes a factor um you don't have insecticide anymore you know and you you're looking there's other things that we got to consider things like um uh there are threats to crops that have been made you know stronger because of excessive um like there's what is it called like MRSA right MRSA is a bacteria that has become resistant to our antibacterials, right? Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it's stronger, so we have to keep finding new and stronger ways to, to kill it. But inevitably, stuff slips through, and then it has children, and they're even stronger, right? <clears throat> the same thing happens with bugs. Uh, when they drop insecticide on, on crops in big numbers, some of the in- insects live, and they develop a resistance to the insecticides. So their children are even stronger, and this has happened a couple times. So, I mean, all of a sudden we don't have, you know, insecticides. And there's these, like, steroid pumped up bugs that are eating all the food. Like, it would be get tough. And on top of that, I mean, we have bred out a genetic diversity of a lot of crops um, to get stuff. So it's, you know, uniform. So it's the same store bought at every place. Corn. Most of our cropland in the U.S. is corn. <clears throat> and it's... Uh, if if there was to be some sort of uh, what are they called blights that that starts affecting oh that reminds me the blight in um, Interstellar remember that well it's based on a real thing right um I think it was bananas oh yeah there down in South America there was a blight that like bananas are actually holding on like the the type of banana that we eat because mm-hmm. they reduced you know they destroyed the genetic diversity and so one blight can take out all of them. If a crop catches it, it's it's done. The same I, thing could happen to corn. I've I've heard about that for a while. It's always mm-hmm. kind of popped up from time to time because it's about it, bananas. Yeah, 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 because they fought it. Like so, there are different. The U.S. has different suppliers for bananas in South America, and the reason they keep switching is because like they have to burn the whole crop down if if they get infected. <clears throat> and so, if that were to happen to corn, um, man, we'd be fucked. Corns and everything. <laughs> It's it's the reason why food is so cheap and affordable is is because of corn. This is what the government invested in. So, uh, yeah. So worst case scenario, that would I know it's kind of a um, a stretch, but if mm-hmm. we had a corn blight, what we would just have to I guess rely on eating meat only. I guess no, because the meat eats the corn. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Man, so that would suck. <clears throat> we would probably try to switch to wheat. I guess. Some, I mean, we'd probably find other crops to do it, but, yeah, I mean, you, there's a really good documentary. It's called King Corn, and it, uh, I watched it a couple of years ago for, for a college class. <clears throat> and it basically, these guys, the filmmakers, they took a test, like tested the content, and they're like... Uh, like 70% corn or something like that, like some huge number. And they're like, how the hell did this happen? And so it got them to start researching. It's because all the meat you eat is corn-fed. Wow. All the food, all the snack crackers, everything, everything has corn in it in some way, shape, or form. If it's not outright corn meal, it's corn syrup, or it's corn feed or something, right? If, If it's third party, the thing that you're eating lived off of corn, right? So corn is in everything we eat there is a shift away from that oh yeah the organic shift sure 
But I mean, as of right now, still, <clears throat> I mean, how my, how big is the organic section at any grocery store you go to, unless it's an organic grocery store? But it's yeah, it's usually just like <clears throat> one aisle at the most. Yeah, I mean, you see a little in the produce department. There's a little one of the little islands is the organic island. Everything else is corn. <laughs> <laughs> corn. It's corn based. So yeah, and again, the corn that we have now is genetically. Um, developed it's so they've corn before used to be much more nutritious used to have a lot more protein in each kernel and we've bred that out those big yellow corns corn kernels that we have yeah that's because the protein it makes up like less than one percent of the kernel and the rest of it is just it's like sugars carbs it's just just filler right so yeah so the corn we have isn't even very nutritional uh, uh, nutrient dense, right? Whereas previous, you know, corns, the multicolored corn, the maize, uh, it was much, much healthier for you. You could live off that stuff a lot better. So, but um, prepping, yeah, yeah. But it was <laughs> <laughs> I like how we just started talking about corn. Oh, uh, tang- tangents happen. That's the, okay. The, the corn um philosophy. Yep. Um, speaking of prepping, right? Mm-hmm. So, what skills do you think you possess? And, and and prepping or survival in, in general, um, you know, military ex- aside, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think you've developed any military stuff? You think if you went in the mountains, you could uh, survive? No. What I would do is I would try to kill somebody who did a good job of prepping. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> like, like, I, I'm dead serious. Like, shit, and I'm not even. That's a challenge, though. But no, it, it is a challenge. But it that is, is a challenge because most likely they're going to be pretty. That's, well, oh, no, they were probably well expecting stocked. you to want to kill them, right? No, they, they are, and the good yeah. preppers are definitely. Um, but that's just a fact. But I mean, do you only know one prepper? Just your brother? You know other preppers too? Like other prepper community pretty, members? Pretty much just him. Pretty much just him. I don't know. I'm. I don't keep in touch with a lot of the communities. Um. I know some people take it to a really far extreme. Um, like, y- you got to find a balance in, in it, right? Like, what do you consider too extreme? Like, Well, if it takes up, like, the vast majority of your day and you have no real evidence for, like, an imminent crash, then I think you're wasting your time. I think you're wasting your life, personally. But um, Maybe, yeah, It's. I think that's a, a problem with the motivation. If you're mm-hmm. too, it's almost maybe a paranoia or a focus on, that, like, yeah, the yeah, doomsday yeah. thing. Yeah, it'll take you a little to the extreme. Whereas if you're focused on, like, self-sufficiency. Yeah. Well, and those are just good skills to have. So I don't think that's a problem. So, like, for example, I saw... Um, I've seen a lot of doomsday prepper that have a lot of stuff, have all the infrastructure, mm-hmm. but, like, can they actually do things on their own? No. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. That's why I, I was thinking more about survivalism rather than just prepping too. like how could you balance yeah like could you i think survivalism is is a better thing to invest in than prepping because when you talk about prepping in terms of like accumulating shit that you'll want if if everything crumbles i I think that's it's not a waste of time but i mean that stuff can just be taken from you yeah that's what i mean that's kind of the the philosophy (laughs) of uh self-sufficiency why and and uh kinesism why it started because you know Diogenes was uh, exiled from his his city in Sinope, and he had nothing. He was ta- his citizen his citizenship was taken away. His life, his friends, his his na- essentially his nation. So I could see why self sufficiency is really important in that uh, philosophy. And the same with people. I mean, but what happens if he was like wh- homeless? Yeah, which is <laughs> like. Well, I, I mean, I'm not gonna like talk crap about those homeless people. Some I, of them I like will. they can. S- some of them can survive despite it being super cold. I don't know how they do yeah. it. Just living out on the but street. They're, they're, no. they're feeding off of the system. Exactly. They're not self they're the opposite of self sufficient. They are completely dependent on the well, charity of the system. Diogenes was different because he was able to sleep in he would just sleep out in the cold weather and just under temples. So he was able to yeah, not well, survive I, for I, quite a while I've, despite Okay, I'm I'm from Alaska. I'll throw that out there. <laughs> but I've seen homeless people in Alaska. That's more impressive than I think. It, oh, like, that's what I mean. That's like what I'm saying. Negative, yeah, this is like the winters, which go on for. That's what I'm saying. It's impressive. How do they survive those those cold weathers? They How gotta they, have some survivalist skills. They, so they must have still, some kind. They're of, still feeding off the system mm-hmm. for the most. Some so of they, them, some of them, no, they're like 40, 50 miles outside the city, and this is like small cities. So they're really out there by wow. themselves 
for the majority of the year. That's insane. They just have like tents and yeah, they're survivalists. Yeah. True survivalists. There's some that are just like in the city. I'm not trying directly. to praise homelessness. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm just saying like there is something to learn, I guess, from those people who somehow I mean, don't die. <laughs> they just But you can be a survivalist. You can be a survivalist <laughs> without being homeless. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just th- I think those are good skills to invest in. Gotta, so I mean so like the, the guy who was like forty miles out, this dude's a survivalist. Yeah, yeah. The guy who was in the city, he's just kind of feeding off and he's got his little <laughs> There's always something uh, popping up right <laughs> when we have something juicy, huh? But there's a difference. There's a difference. You can be is you can be a homeless survivalist and you can just be homeless. Yeah, yeah, I know. But Diogenes but, happened to be a homeless survivalist. That's why I bring him up. I don't think so. How? What do you mean? He was in the city. There's no what homeless survivalist lives in a city. Uh, I'd have to research that. I mean, he was in Corinth. He was probably he had traveled a lot. He wasn't just in the city. All the time. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, that is a good point. He was mostly in Athens, so he is kind of a leecher off the, the society, uh, off society. I, I think he was mostly in Athens, and that's pretty, that's a warm climate. But I just bring it up just because it's something that most philosophies are not really practical. It's a rugged philosophy. It puts an emphasis on it. Whether or not he was good, a good example of being a survivalist isn't really the point. It's the fact that it's an interesting philosophy that puts an emphasis on trying to be self-sufficient but i obviously yeah i don't agree with him being a survivalist by leeching off i mean people he, he was probably a survivalist in that most people back then had basic survival skills that's what i mean yeah. uh, but yeah. i mean he definitely was probably eaten mostly from the charity of, of people from what i heard from the stories it seems like he only survived off water and figs somehow <laughs> I mean, he was still eating some he, of these figs. Then. Yeah, and he was still, eating, or he would just steal them. He would probably just yeah, but it's still uh, stealing. Yeah, someone's figs. <laughs> still stealing someone's figs. It's a type of survivalist, I guess. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's a guess. It's kind of a survivalist. Actually, that the dude in Alaska was very, actually, maybe more. But if it is a shit, uh, uh, S, what is the what do they call it? STHF scenario. Shit, it's the fan mm. scenario. Then yeah, I guess if it's really that bad, I mean. I don't want to condone like stealing, but it's like if it's no, no, really if, that, if it comes down to survive, and that's yeah. why I said like if, it really depends on the scenario. I, if shit hit the fan, society collapses. I'm not saying it's not that I would give up morality or anything like that, but I mean if it comes down to survival, and I'm talking about like myself and my family, and I need to make decisions to keep them alive. Yeah, I'm willing to do some fucked up things, and that, that's not even like. I could see people making the argument that this is, you know, you're part of the reason why everything would collapse. Bullshit. Bullshit. Stuff is going to collapse. It's set up to collapse. Everything in America, everything is so, um, the infrastructure in America particularly is, is so reliant on moving stuff that if, if there was like a major highway shutdown for two weeks, I mean, there would be riots in the streets. Like, cities wouldn't be able to get food to feed the millions of people that live there. Yeah. And, I mean, this is without even everything collapsing. Just some of the stuff that delivers the food collapsing. There's not enough people. There, there's too many people in one place that rely on food coming from other places. Yes. And, you know, Alaska is a good example. I mean, Fairbanks, you mentioned, is pretty much like the... The hub for the in oh, all yeah. of the the whole interior, yeah, everything goes <clears throat> through there. So even the it's kind of a little bit sad in a lot of ways. A lot of the remote villages rely so much on that. Mm-hmm. So when those routes get shut down, either do, sometimes due to weather and things like that, oh, the village could die. They'll die. Yeah, I, I mean, really, they, they will. They they, they don't know how to like. They haven't learned the, any of the none of the Inuit like. Uh, oh, that's, gone there's like some tradition yeah, yeah. oh so to. yeah that's kind of a, like lar- a largely a myth that the there's still like these self-sufficient hunters that live in this barren no, waste go to, the, go to those villages it's not it's not <laughs> like how they think no, yeah it's not it's, probably it's just a lot uh, like our reservations here yeah it's yeah. like a how do i say um I, uh fantasy kind of a fantasy they'll have like the same good romantic same goods you'll find in any big they, city because it's all moved up there and they rely on that the non-alaskans are kind of romanticizing this kind of image of these Alaskans are definitely way better I mean growing up there 
even I, it's part of like curriculums in schools. You learn mm-hmm. survival skills, tracking, hunting, fishing. That's because it's right there in your it's face. It's right there in your face. Yeah. It's such a big part of people's lives. So you always have those skills, but like the community still as a whole in those areas, if like those routes, transportation routes were cut off, they couldn't sustain themselves. Well, and, and that's why I'm individuals not, could, but the, and, and that's what know. I'm talking about. So it, when I talk about that, oh, people like you who would just go start fucking other people up, you're the reason why society would collapse. No, society is not is not a person. Society isn't even like a bunch of individuals. Society is the fucking mob. And I'm telling you right now, so many city people would just, I mean, they wouldn't know what to do. There's some people who are born and raised in cities who've, like, never even seen the countryside. Oh, like it's they... They would know what to do. They would start feeding off of each other. Yeah, they, I mean, it would. It would. <laughs> That's fall the only apart. thing they could do. <laughs> as soon as the food runs out, as soon as the water is shut off, like, and the hunger and the thirst starts up, no way, man, no way. I mean, it's going to shit real quick. And that's why I said, like, the people who are smart, the people who have some sort of skills, they'll get out of the city. They will get as far away from the city as they can because those places are going to become war zones. No matter what you believe, no matter the cause for the the apocalypse, that is one thing that is not debatable. The cities are going to become war zones really quickly. So uh, the first the first thing is getting out of the cities. But I mean, learning even, skill even out of the suburbs. Suburbs are oh yes. next target. Sub, suburbs are <laughs> where the city people are going to go to. to look yeah, for they're food. like uh, okay, everything's gone here. Yeah. <laughs> Suburbs are next. Yeah, well, they'll go to there to raid. I mean, that's, and and that's the the country folk. I mean, that's really who are gonna inherit the earth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the the her- inheritors of the planet. The, the meek. <laughs> yeah. Um. What's the? Tell us about the um. Was he home? The homeless guy, right? The homeless survivalist you were talking about. I don't even know if he would call himself homeless. He was like... He was really more of a... Uh, was he one of those guys who just kind of... He's in a van and he's self-sufficient and no, he just a, does it... He's in a tent. Oh, and he's in a tent. Oh, okay. He's he in was, fucking Alaska. That's intense. Yeah. It, it's intense. In, hey. I can't even personally get him Do you know his name by any chance? <laughs> no, but like the just, one thing... is known? Like, it's like, okay... And it wasn't an interaction I had, but... Uh, close family member who had the interaction with him. Oh, I, interesting. I had an interaction with another homeless guy who lived in the city. But it was like, he was asking him, like, like how, how do you, sur-? even he's asking. And he's, he's like, he, I don't know. <laughs> and, he, and he could survive. He's yeah. very much a survivalist. That's crazy. But he was like, how do you survive and get by out here? He's just like, I have God. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's just like, like, cool. Well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, if he survives, he has God. So, that's his thing, right? Yeah. Dude is... Making it happen. The only time he like needed help was when he had some health issues and he had to hitchhike into well, the city. I mean, that's the whole purpose for community at that point. Yeah. Like, that's the necessity for community. And he just hitchhiked in and then went right back after he was fine. And he, so he lives in kind of the the outer city, like kind of like the like how did okay it, how far from the city? Cities are small, so you get like you drive 10, 15 minutes, you're out of the city. Oh, and this dude is like. On the edges, like on the 50, on the no, outside. Way, way outside. Whoa. So he's <laughs> a real... Like 50, 60 miles Would you call him a mountain man? And it's sort of like he's kind of... He's not on a mountain. It's pretty flat. What I mean yeah, is like he's... I mean, he's essentially just a real survivalist. He just... Yeah. You, did you ever... By himself. He's not there wow, by himself. Wow, by himself. And did um the family member who talked to him, did he did they describe whether or not he had like certain tools or something like that? Was he just? Did um, he just have like a stick, a st- stick, and that's it? Not that I, I, mean, I know he lived in a tent, and he must have had maybe like homeless stuff. He got uh, like thermal thermal bags, of maybe. Of course, new. It's not like yeah, he's like yeah, of using course. sticks and stuff uh, to light fires. He's got like modern tools to get still, by. Still, that's but. that's still intense. Didn't you bow hunt in um in Alaska? Yeah. So I mean, so I'm growing sur- up. Yeah, I knew how to. Fire bow and arrow, like shoot guns, bow and arrow, fishing. Like I can do all that just myself. A lot of people don't know that. It might seem like simple stuff, but no, I mean, a lot of people think. <laughs> that I try to fish. I try to fish. It was pretty. It out that's not true. It's, it's, yeah, no. it's absolutely I, I was really it's, bad at fishing. It's absolutely a skill that you need to practice. Yes. Regularly. Mm-hmm. Develop. Regularly, yes. Yeah. 
I mean, just like any skill, like you, you can forget it, even if you grew up doing it. Like these, and these are the basic fucking skills. I mean, you need to know. I wouldn't say so much that you need to know how to like raise a barn or something like that, build a shelter. But I mean, you should, you should know how to start a fire. You should know how to kill something to eat and gut it fish. too, right? And it's not just like oh. Hunting, I can shoot a gun. You need to know no, how you to need track. To know. Because you need to know how to skin the animal. And you, maybe traps, too. <laughs> if that's it's, that's the a motherfucker. process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's and a, the, these are huge animals. Like a moose is huge. Oh, a moose will kill you. You're you done. You know, after you <laughs> kill the moose, you know the process of <laughs> getting the meat back home? That's hours. Hours. And skinning it, too, and cleaning the, all the, the guts and stuff like that, right? Hours. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. You can fuck your meat up. If you yeah, do it wrong. And if you do it wrong. You poke the intestines, some shit gets all over the food. It's, it's ruined, yeah. Yep, done. And that's all animals. The stomach pops and then it's, yep. That's why it's like you have to, when you're hunting, you shoot them in certain spots. I'm mm-hmm. hoping some Not of the city folks, the, the city folk on this podcast, see the the country folk in a better light, if you know what I mean. Which a lot of the people who are like against hunting which that's probably the most humane way to get your food well i mean i remember joe rogan was talking about this he was saying that uh bow hunting is specifically a lot more i guess humane than let's say a spear because it's more um uh precise if you shoot like a let's say a, a moose right straight in the brain or something with one of these like 200 pound bows it's what is your um take on that it can be just as a Effective, like you said, or less effective using a spear. I guess if you I don't know who's studying with a spear, I've never spear hunted. Spear fishing, but spear fishing sounds interesting. I definitely would want to learn that. But I I feel like a a gun is the best way. It is the highest percentage of kill on the first shot. A Mm -hmm. bow, you got a probably good chance you might have to chase the thing for miles. Yeah, and you have to chase it down. That's. Oh, yeah. That's part of hunting. Mac, well, that's the like, humanity of it, yeah. Mac, have you, uh, yeah, bow hunted or anything like that? I've never actually went hunting, so. I've never bow hunted. Real real hunters would never just, like, they'll chase it down we, for we as long k- as it takes. We killed a lot of pigs to to cook. And so, I mean, they were farm pigs. We never hunted, though. Oh. It's, a, it's actually funny. When I was younger, I was really against, I was really against uh, hunting in general. Because um, I grew up pretty city. And, um... Yeah, I grew up and I I just didn't like like same sort of thing. There's no need for hunting anymore. Like we grow them in farms, we just kill them this and that, right? Um, and I had when I was in the military, there was one sergeant major that I worked with, and he was a big hunter, like most army guys, you know, country type fella. And he was really really cool about it. He was one of the first guys, um, real smart guy, on the uh, on the right. That really just talked to me, and he he's like, sat me down. And he's like, man, I, you know, I, I hear you don't really like hunting. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't. I think it's, I think it's pointless. It's a it's a weird sport. It's unnecessary. All this. And you go, okay, I can see how you would feel that way. And he sat down. And he's like, well, I mean, imagine this scenario, right? Let's say that I wanted you to play tag, but not just play tag, but you had to play tag across like this huge expanse of wilderness, and you. It, you could be anywhere. So I had to find where you're likely to be. And I had to sit there and I had to, you know, track you. I had to find you. And then I had to hide in a place where you wouldn't be able to tell I'm there. And then I have to sneak up on you real subtle. And, you know, he gives this whole thing. I was like, well, there's a lot of skill in that. He goes, well, exactly. And then at the same time, now we expand it to hunting, like the actual animal. I do all that, but even more because animals can smell you. If you're the wind's going the certain way, The, the animals can see you, they can hear you much better than a human could. And then when I actually, let's say I get all that right, and then I go to take the shot, I have to hit him in the right place. Otherwise, I ruin the meat. I have to hit him clean. Otherwise, he'll run away and he'll suffer, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's saying all this stuff. I was like, wow, that's, yeah, I can yeah. get that. Because, I mean, when when a lot of city people think about hunting, they think about just, you know, guys just going to the forest, they get drunk in a fucking lookout, and then something walks by and they shoot it, you know? And I think a lot of other people think it's people are doing it for sport. Yeah, and then they and don't there's, eat there's it. There's a little bit of a sure. sport aspect always there. Yep. But, but I mean, there's use most people who hunt, and this is what he really his message was was, you know, you know, he said, Mac, most people that hunt 
are more environmentalist than the people who don't hunt because yes. we're out there. We we this is what we do and this is how we live. I'll tell you right now, everything I've killed, I've eaten every part of it, I've used every part of it. Yeah. Some of them the impressive ones, I put their head and I stuffed it and I put it up as a trophy. But not to show like my dominance over it, but to show like this this achievement that I've done, this struggle that I've done. Rest assured, I ate everything edible in that animal. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, then he went on to, uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, um, so even, even that extends out. And then the more I researched it, like the trophy hunting in Africa that they talk about, right? These horrible guys who go and they kill lions, these rich people. Those, those villages that sponsor those hunts, one, they do it to keep the lions in check so they don't come eat people in the village which which is happening now now that they've banned some of this stuff and two man one of those guys that pays to kill like come hunt the lion like they pay like five hundred thousand you know a million dollars to go do that that feeds the whole village like this is their source of income yeah people don't realize the other side of it same thing with wolves um propaganda like like hunting wolves like there's as human beings with the way that we have stuff, like we have to keep the wolves population in check. We have to yeah. keep the deer population in check. Yeah, especially the same, deer. Like, same reason you have controlled burning to prevent same, forest same fires. You have to keep all these different animal populations in check or else it gets out of hand and it starts affecting the ecosystem yeah. in very oh, negative yeah. ways. Well, you, you, keep, you keep the wolves in check and then when you do that, you reduce their population, regulate it. And this is the other thing. When it's regulated... It does. It's not over the top. You don't have people just killing them to extinction. And that's why there's limits. Exactly. And then you don't and just then, hunt freely for people who think you can. No, no. You <laughs> don't. That's that's why it's regulated. You don't just go off and just like. Good disclaimer, because I'm assuming there's someone in the comments from one of these cities are like, yeah, you're just you're just killing. You're gonna destroy all of them. No, no. Yeah. It, it's it's the same. You could say the same about sex work, right? Poaching is gonna happen regardless. But if it's legal and it's regulated, it's controlled and it's safer and it achieves something. Right. So, I mean, with the wolves, you lower their population and the deer population rises. Now, deers are causing fucking car accidents on the freeway. Not just that, the destruction of habitats as well when you um, over, eat everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah they eat all the vegetation. Then you got to take down the deer population and the wolves start rising up again. Yeah. So it's it's the amount of like kills or things you can hunt every season. It changes every season. As it should. To adapt for like the situation. Dio, tell us about the um, uh, bow hunting experience, though. You didn't really go in depth before we end this um, episode. Um, I've never gotten anything bow hunting, unfortunately. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's that, I can, okay, that's why you didn't <laughs> want to talk about it, did you? I yeah. knew there was something to it. I spent a lot of time trying. Was but just it was unlucky. I was so unlucky <laughs> with bow hunting for some reason. Extremely unlikely. Man, I've heard stories of bow hunting, though. People tracking them down for a long time for, I don't know, like well, maybe in, a week. In certain places, you can do it in the city, even. It just has to be, you can't do it towards a road. But if, like, a deer oh, yeah, yeah. or a moose is in the city, if it's, like, in your backyard, you shoot it, like, Game opposite on. the road. So, yeah, go for it. Yeah. For bow hunting. Last question. Very G- cool. How do you think you'd fare, fare in the, the mountain if somebody put you there? I, I personally don't think I'd do it. I don't just have any survival like, skills. Like and that's one with I, nothing? No, you, you, you get, have you get you, you get can have three like tools. An, yeah, three pick tools. three yeah, pick one of the tools. Either a knife three, my three knife. Tools. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh just do I get like a three you survival? can pick three I will, I will anything? Let, oh no, you I will give that. you I wish for more wishes. <laughs> I will give you a Playboy magazine as an option. <laughs> Playboy magazine. <laughs> three, three things. Three you must things. pick. Definitely my knife. Pick wisely, my son. Multifunctional. Sure. Um, gosh. We're putting it on the spot, huh? PlayStation 5? PlayStation <laughs> 5. <laughs> um, gosh, what can I think? And I've gone through this before. <laughs> I'll tell you what I would pick. I'm going to tell you why you're thinking of yours. Right? Picking a spear. 
because spears are badass. Not some <laughs> pussy little fucking little head spear. Pick one of those long ones with like a fucking sword on the end, right? I could adapt my knife into a spear. That's why I'm saying this, because I got the handle. Maybe if I'm G, it's metal, I can unscrew it. I got a little dagger. I've also got a spear. Why? I'll tell you. Spears are fucking awesome for fighting zombies. I think they're the best weapon because you never have to reload. Go to a tree branch or like a one-story house. Just sit on top and fucking play pool with their head. Boom. You're shooting them. <laughs> done. You never run out of ammo. They die. You just go away, right? <clears throat> Spears also, you can fucking use them as a knife, right? You're good. Second thing I'm bringing, I'm bringing a piece of flint. Start fire. Mm -hmm. This is my big thing. I don't want to run out of gas fucking, you know, a year into the apocalypse. It's not good. So I'm bringing my flint to fucking start fire. Third thing I'm bringing, really good coat. Keep me warm. Really nice coat. Oh, they said Coke. (laughs) Keep you warm inside. It might serve I mean, depending, where, depending <laughs> where we're at, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess it, it depends where you're depending at. Depending where I'm at, but yeah. Really, really nice coat. Really good and warm. I think I'd take that. That's Those are the three things I'd take. Um, yeah, I think I'd be good with that. And if I have a fourth one, I'd pick something like, I don't know, fucking rope or fishing line or something like that. Uh, a spear is better than a knife because you can use it yeah. for spear fishing as well. Yeah, exactly, and you can, like, stab bears with it and stuff. I mean, you're going to die, but you can stab the <laughs> I'm just going to go with I'll attach a, a firm stick to my knife. Ooh, <laughs> it's bold. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> Try things out. <laughs> but I need some, like, vine or something. to. <laughs> I'm going to need a rope or some very tough 550 string. cord. 550 cord. All right. My knife, 550 cord, and a flint. Sure. Okay. I, I do a, a piece of paper, uh, a, a pen. A sure. good bla- uh, gel pen mm-hmm. and then a rope. So when I write your suicide, <laughs> suicide <laughs> so I, I would write, I'm not good at this. And then I just hang you better, myself. You better test it out like Tom Hanks did on Castaway. <laughs> test it with the dummy. <laughs> I made it a day. <laughs> <laughs> it got dark. I got fucking scared. Got scared. <laughs> it's dark and I'm scared. I'm hearing now. a I'm lot scared. of noises out there. <laughs> I'm done with this. I can't take it. Watch this. Right, the shadow people are testing me again. After those, sh- after those shrooms, I got, I had the shadow people are onto me. Fucking weird noise. I'm done. <laughs> All right, oh let's go out to outro. Um, let's do a call to action. So, um, okay. Yeah. Oh, the call to action is it's usually we talk to them. Uh, say you know, hit the bell, like, subscribe. We haven't put it on YouTube, but I say it anyway. Um. It's Check good. our social media. Good. Mac, um, you're, when you have your podcast up, they'll probably send you a DM because sure. you're the star of the show. It's true. All right. I don't I, even know if I need a podcast. I have this one that I'm going to take <laughs> over anyway. Just like my survivalist tactic. Yeah, you're not right. Your survivalist tactic. You're like just He's using oh, it right now. Using it right <laughs> now. Mine. All right. Next episode, um, do you want to talk about what do you, Musa, Musashi Miyamoto? Let's do it. I feel like talking about him. Maybe. Maybe. See what happens. Maybe a political. I don't know. <laughs> See this packet. Parabellum. <laughs>